Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Beer League, the show where we give our non-expert expert opinions on anything and everything. This week, we have a phenomenal episode with you. We got a full Bears breakdown. Beer is back, so we'll have the Triple B. We are going to do it again where it is a pick farm in the podcast. Uh, we got some not as disgusting as last week's food stuff that Johnny sent us, but still pretty disgusting. Uh, and then we're going to go back, back, back to an old school rank, and we are going to be ranking the lemon lime sodas. So without any further ado, let's get right to it. Look, take it from the, uh, from the tippy top there. Budget presents Beer League. Never mind, one of these is really messed up. Um, all right, guys, welcome back. Uh, let's get right to it. How has everyone been? We'll start off with beer since he missed last week's episode. Things are good. Um, just uh, I, I was working a ton, um, but we're blizzarding right now, Minnesota. So it's uh, it's a nice. They said, be warned, it's nine to twelve inches incoming. Um, I did buy some chicken wings. I have them ready if I need to start the smoker and get it rolling during this blizzard. Um, but yeah, but was working a ton. I'm finally done with all these projects and everything. I can kind of just like not coast, but like do the easy stuff for the rest of the month. So I'm I'm excited for that and excited to be back. So excited excited to talk bears as we as we get into this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll go. Uh, my weekend was good. Um, just stayed once again, I'm at my parents' house, just hanging out. Um, a little fun fact is we are the first bocce ball team to go undefeated in the regular season. Ooh, so that has been pretty big. We got the playoffs coming up next week. We were 10 and 0. We had like random teams coming up to us. Like, is it true? You guys are 10 and 0. And it was like, First of all, we don't even put down the score, so that's a crazy thing to lie about. Uh, but we're like, yeah, they people were taking photos. Uh, that was kind of weird. And then, like, I wasn't really into it because I was like, I don't get the joke here. And so they're like, oh, you got to look happier. I was like, I don't know. I just want to leave. I was like, it's over. I just kind of want to go home. Um, I got my new putter. It is beautiful. I uh, It sleeps in a better bed than I do. I tuck them under a blanket every night. Um, and I've been playing a lot of the new Halo. It is really fun. Uh, go download it. It's free. So much fun. Enjoy it. Uh, let's go with Johnny. Um, I had a busy weekend, just a lot of eating on Thursday. I went to wake and bakery in Lakeview. Uh, I think that's by your place, Joe. Yeah. Um, so I got THC, THC infused bakery and coffee shop. Um, I thought it's CBD, not pot. Well, I had the Snoop Dogg Dream Latte, and I I felt something (laughs) more than a CBD. I felt funny. But it was really good. It was actually really good. Like, the pastries are really tasty. It's very well done. Um, But, yeah, I'll probably go back. It's it's really cool. Um, Friday, I went to Chris Kindle Market uh, Mm. in the Loop. 
Uh, and I'm happy to say I had a good soft pretzel. I, I'm telling you, it's German cuisine. Oh. They know how to make the soft pretzels. Because <laughs> the last good soft pretzel I had was at Prost over in uh, Lincoln Park. So they know how to do it. And th they just have so much good food. Potato pancakes, bratwurst. Um, I had a strawberry strudel. Uh, it was awesome. It, oh, it was wow. delicious. I'm going to go back this weekend, actually, uh, to the Wrigleyville one. Um, so I want to get the... Um, I don't know if you guys have seen those sandwiches where they literally take half a wheel of cheese and melt the surface and then scrape it off onto your sandwich. Yeah, oh, I've seen that. Oh, that sounds good. Raclette or something? Raclette? I don't know what it's called, but I'm going to get it. Um, <laughs> and then Sunday, just did a little Christmas shopping, went to Cheesecake Factory, uh, had an awesome dinner there too. And then all week, just kind of stayed in the suburbs, hung out with the family. Um, back in the city yeah how, how is the cheesecake factory these days have they uh have they revamped the menu at all is it still like a thick book of of items or it, it's the thickest playbook i've ever seen <laughs> literally 10 pages i've never been there before so it it just looked really nice it oh did like, you do you eat the brown like bread the, oh yeah that was the oh, best bread I've ever had. Good. It was so good. <laughs> it was awesome. It looks like a casino inside. I, I was just overwhelmed. I thought it was cool. We sat at the bar, just watched football too. Um, so it was nice. It was cool. Nice. Yeah, they still have a million things on their menu. Yeah. So it, yeah. It takes a while. Like Everything sounds great. A casino yeah. is a great way to describe it. Like yeah. I feel like it, it, it's totally like just very so grandiose. Grandiose, exactly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, that's a great way to describe the cheesecake factory. <laughs> and the people that dine there are often grandiose themselves. I would say <laughs> so. <yeah. laughs> uh, let's see. My weekend last weekend was really good because it was the first time I had nothing going on. Uh, my roommate was out of town too, so I was just couching it the whole weekend and it felt great. Um, and then this past week I, um, on Tuesday I went to Aragon ballroom to see the killers there, which was awesome. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, they do. They started doing this a couple of years ago where, um, right a few weeks before Christmas, they'll do like some really like big name bands at Aragon, which is like maybe 3000 people sized venue. So, I've got, I, I saw Muse there a couple of years ago, the same thing. And then this time it was the killers and they, they, uh, they put on a killer show. It was, it was pretty fucking dope. As is um, tradition. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Brandon flowers, they played Mr. Brightside, like in the middle of the set and everybody's like jumping around going nuts. Uh, everybody was super excited to they hit it at the there. peak. That's awesome. Yeah. Being the, the live music and everything. So, so that was a lot of fun. And then, uh, last night I had, a uh, holiday party for my, uh, work and got a little, got a little drunk, uh, was feeling it a little bit today, but, uh, was still a productive, uh, employee today, which I was pretty proud of. Didn't let the hangover get to me. <laughs> I was like, well-planned this time. So like a I, true professional. I like yeah. it. Well, I don't, I don't know if I told, was I telling you guys the story of how the party we had like a month and a half ago, I fell asleep on the train on the ride home and yeah. hit, like out at Rosemont. <laughs> yeah. But like the whole time yesterday, I'm like, okay, like make sure your phone charged, like get an Uber home, like don't get too hammered so you don't fucking line up on the train again, like passed out, which I didn't. I got home fine. So, so that was all good. So I would say it, it was a success uh, for that reason. Um, but yeah, um, 
got some stuff going on this weekend and then Christmas coming up fast. I mean, two weeks to, to Christmas Eve. Hope everybody's yeah. shopping done. Yeah, dude, I don't know what to get Kayla. I have no clue. She keeps saying no gifts. I don't know what to do. But a fun fact about me, I've never gone to a ho- uh, a holiday party for work. Why not? They're, They're a lot fun. of fun. They're fun. They're really fun. It's like the only time I like my coworkers. <laughs> so I'm just the kidding, fir- for my uh, listeners who are the first time <laughs> my grandma passed away the day before. The second one, my grandfather passed away the day before. Uh, the next year was COVID, so we didn't have it. And then this year, I got my mom. So I just oh, have not. I've never gone. Really shitty, man. Yes, yeah, really it's like much, unfortunate, yeah. but. I actually like my coworkers too. None of them listen because I don't tell anyone about it, but that's good. <laughs> um, all right, let's start off with the triple B, the beers, beers breakdown. Um, I got a lot of stuff to say, and then I'm not going to say it ever again. So let's start off with beer. I'm going to look for my stuff. Um, yeah, so tough game. I mean, it's the Cardinals. I, I think it started off really bad, and like we – was it? It was a pick. It was four. The four picks, really. It was Andy Dalton's four picks that really lost the game. And like, you could say that, like, there are a lot of other things that went wrong. But like, we were playing in a hole, and our team is not designed to play in a hole. We like controlled time possession in the first half. Like, we were doing playing our football, but like, we can't be turning the ball over. And then Andy Dalton got killed. Um, so I mean, it's just a tough game. I, I admire the defense, like, kind of like being put in really tough spots and like they did really good. I, I felt like they did fine. Like in turn, it's like some, some situations, but then like they just kind of broke it open and it wasn't really, we couldn't really keep up. Um, but you know, bright sides, bright side of it, Dave Montgomery, hell of a game. Um, he all like, there's this funny stat that like he does this to Cliff Kingsbury every week or something, or every single time he plays him. So like back at when he was the coach at Texas tech and, uh, Dave Montgomery was at Iowa State. Um, they played each other like three times, and Montgomery like had over a hundred scrimmage yards every single time they played him, and then like two touchdowns and two of them, and would touchdown the other. Like it was like every single time, and like this is the first time Cliff Kingsbury has beaten King- Dave Montgomery like in this game. So like every single time Iowa State beat Texas Tech. So it was just like a kind of like a funny stat. Um, I mean, other than that, I thought the old line was like. Looking okay. Laird Borum, I'm I'm okay with this. Like he's playing a lot better. Sam Mustafer is horrible at football. Hopefully we get a new center. I like spent the whole game watching the L line. Um, just because I was like, let's take a look and see. And like Sam Mustafer, Sam Mustafer literally is horrible. He's horrible at football. So um it, it's bad. I have this tweet saved that was really funny. So Matt Nagy's okay from Bill Zimmerman, the Bill Zimmerman podcast, Matt Nagy's passing offense is averaging 173.8 yards per game. Good for last in the NFL. By comparison, Sid Luckman from 1943 to 1947 averaged 189.5 passing yards per game. So Matt Nagy's passing offense is literally less efficient than the Bears passing offense was in the 1940s. Ladies and gentlemen, He's Sid, Luckman. Sid Luckman's the best the Bears quarterback of all time, though. So like, let's just yeah. make make sure that we we state that. So you're yeah. you're comparing you're comparing him to greatness. I know. I mean, it's the greatness of the mid '40s. Luckman was cannot <laughs> be understated. However, 
that was how many years ago? 80, 80 years ago now. So mm-hmm. almost. Know. back then they didn't really have any defensive schemes. It was just throw the ball, throw the ball. But yeah, <laughs> it was, it's it, either way. It doesn't paint the bears in a good light. See, <laughs> I think of what I think of good. I think of old school football, run the ball, not throw the ball. Right. And yeah, I mean, it's what, still that. less than <laughs> it's less efficient <laughs> than Sid's in. It's just, you know, Matt Nagy's brought in to pass and build this innovative passing offense. And now here we are with an offensive production and passing production that is worse than 1940s Bears football. So just think about that. I'm, it's, you know, get this guy out of here. What is he doing here? He should have been fired. Remembers it. Oh, Virginia, you mean? Yeah, Virginia, yeah. Yeah, yeah Virginia might remember it. <laughs> she probably does, yeah. That's sad. Uh, um, the bears, the bears hurt me. They really do. <laughs> and I can't even get up anymore of like this week of, or week by week. I don't even come to the conclusion by Thursday of like, I see how we could win this game. Everyone's like, Hey, you know, we could, we could, we could, we have a chance against the Cardinals. And I was like, I don't see it. I don't see it anywhere. I don't, I don't see it. I don't see it. Uh, Andy Dalton. My guy, I, I, he's bad. He had his first bad game. He had his first really bad game for us. He's bad. It was so bad. You got to admit, though, two of those interceptions, really, I mean, they weren't the best throws, but also our receivers need to catch the fuck. They need to catch the fucking ball. I agree, but I can't. And on paper, you got to look at it. They had 26 first downs compared to Cardinals. They only had 14. They had more yards, uh, Literally, on paper, time of possession, turnover. I mean, obviously, turnovers, we got them in that. But everything else on paper, we actually didn't play that bad. But we just got out coached by a million. And that's the issue. (laughs) Matt Nagy is so bad, and he's such a bad, like, cancer to the team. Because everything he touches is turning to doo-doo. And I cannot sit here and stand for one more post-game press conference of we got to find the whys. Matt, you've been here for years. You had so much time to find the whys. <laughs> you can't just keep coming in there and be like, yeah, you know, we didn't win, but we just got to figure out why we didn't win. You've been saying it for 12 weeks. <laughs> you, can't, you can't, like, use the same excuse 12 different times and expect us fans to be like, you know what, maybe that's it. Maybe we're just going to find the whys. And everything will get better. The man can't find Waldo in a book. I don't trust him to figure out anything. He makes no adjustments. Uh, when we, There was like two drives where we kind of stopped going to David Montgomery. Where I was like, Matt Nagy must have been scared because the offense was running well. But he's like, whoa, we got to screw this up. Let's throw some deep balls into double coverage. I, I do not understand. I get that the Bears have never fired a coach midseason. If this doesn't get you fired, ha, any coach on their last leg should be like, I'll go to the Bears. I can get a full year. Like, and that's it. Like, at least they won't fire me. But it is bad. It is hard to watch. I cannot stand these bullshit rah-rah speeches at the end of the game. It, I, I like our team. We got some dudes. We just need a coach. 
So I'm moving on. I'm not going to talk Nagy. Would you prefer that they fire him now or yes. at the end of the season? 100%. Yeah. Because, because what, you don't what, get the do, team better, you, but you build the locker room back. You're right. But don't you think maybe the selection or opportunity for a better coach to be available at the end of the season might be bigger than firing him right now, so, or who? I guess who would be? Well, the we're not going to hire a coach. They, we're not like gonna an hire interim, a coach obviously. Now. They yeah, changed obviously. the rules too. By the way, the last two weeks of the season, we're allowed to interview um, head potential head coaches, and the the goal with that was to like, oh, if you're a playoff team, like this, like the Chiefs, you know, Eric Bieniemy, the office coordinator for the Chiefs, he was like this hot target, but like nobody was touching him because the Chiefs were going to the Super Bowl every single year, and that's a long time from when the season ends and when coaches are fired and when people are hired, like. Like Matt Nagy, remember he was like t- interviewed with the Bears, but like was still in the playoffs with the Chiefs. Like it was like yeah. a thing, and it was like weird. Part of the reason, part of the reason why they think they lost, I think, is because Matt Nagy wasn't focusing on his job. You know, he was focusing on the interview with the Bears. So it's just like, like that happens. So honestly, like strategically, we should fire Matt Nagy before the final two weeks of the season. Strategically, yeah. So we can start in interviewing every candidate. And then, like, have someone selected by the time playoffs come around. And then those coaches, they can still coach with their team in the playoffs. But, like, we are allowed to interview and, like, make those offers those, like, final two weeks. So, yeah, it's definitely worth we need it. To get Absolutely. In the, yeah. Yeah, we need to get in the best place to where we can actually go out and attract a good head coach. I, think, I mean, Chicago is such a big market that you're going you're gonna to get people. But I want to stop with this, like, either you're past your prime or you're really, 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 really early. Uh, you know, like Matt Nagy, we signed him after he blew a 23-point lead in the playoffs. I mean, I remember that was the first thing I, I saw because I was like, oh, Matt Nagy. I was like, didn't he just blow that lead with Kansas City? <laughs> I was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe he'll do good for us. And then that first year, we went 12-4, and four, and I was like, whoa, I was wrong. Yeah. And then three years later, I'm like, no, I wasn't. So, so it's obviously I, still pretty early, I guess, but is there any front runners for who would maybe be interviewing for the head coaching job here? There's the like question, a, there's the a question couple is people. Though, is it who we want or who we think we can get? Well, let's start with who we, who want, we want and then let's go okay. with and then end with who do we realistically uh Andy Reid. <laughs> I would like Andy Reid. Andy Reid's not gonna get fired. Mike Tomlin might get fired. Oh, Mike Tomlin. So Mike Tomlin <laughs> that, that's what I was thinking. I don't think they'll fire him because he literally has had There's a winning. No way. He's had a winning season for every single year almost. He's never had a losing season. No, exactly. you can't so, fire him. No, yeah, it's because him. it's Big Ben yeah. on his last road. There's no way he's gonna fire him after this. Right. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have they won multiple Super Bowls, Mike Tomlin? At least they've one. won two. Uh, yeah, two of won them, two. right? Okay. I don't know why I keep saying they. He's just a him. Yeah. I think uh, they they ask Bill Cower to come out of retirement and and coach the Bears. Get him get him out of Bill the out, out of the analyst booth and back into the coaching booth. That's what I want to see. Maybe. Um, I mean, there was whispers. So they they people were like on Twitter were saying like this that they were like looking at Leslie Frazier, the defensive coordinator for the bills. He actually played on the 85 bears as the corner starting corner, the 85 bears. Um, Leslie, Leslie Frazier. Frazier. Yeah. So he's, Whoa. so he was a head coach. He was a coach. So yeah, he was a head coach. He was a head coach before. And then for, for the Vikings for like a couple of years and then like didn't do well. So it's like one of those dudes who like almost like was a head coach before. Does he earn another shot? He's a defensive minded head coach, but it's like, 
we want that. He's got to bring in like a really good offensive scheme. And then like the moment we bring in someone good on offensive scheme, like offensive scheme, they get hired as head coach somewhere else. So like, it's like, do yeah. you want to play that? It's like, uh, and then there's like, it, did, it like, did go pretty well though. Last time that happened. Yeah. I mean, I mean, 12 and four. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, we could, you know, I'd love to, I'd love to get like a good head coach that can like hold on and like have a good offensive philosophy where they could keep plugging in these offensive coordinators and be fine. Like that it seems like that's what the chiefs do. And like, that'd be cool. Yeah. So like the other question is like guys like Kellen Moore, who I think he's the coach of the Cowboys offensive coordinator for the Cowboys. Yeah. yeah. And he's like a McVay. Like that's like who Joe doesn't want. Right. It's young, like McVay, like, you know, type guy. But Kellen Moore, you know, he was like, didn't he play a QB at like Nebraska or something? Like, I forget like that uh, name. Boise, Boise State. Boise, Boise, Boise State, State, yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's not what I'm saying. That, so he is like considered like a wonderkin. That's sort different. of, yeah. Like, yeah, like I want the wonderkin. But I he just can, don't want yeah. like the guy that no one knows. Mm-hmm. No one, we got no resume and we're like, eh, let's just try him out. And we're like, why? I got an idea. Bring back Riverboat Ron Rivera. Love it. I would love Riverboat Ron. <laughs> I really great. would. Like, he's actually killing it in Washington. That. Yeah, he's doing he's well in Washington. Washington. He did pretty well uh, first several years in Carolina. Everybody likes him. Obviously, he played with the Bears uh, his whole career. He coached with the Bears as defensive coordinator for a few years. Uh, he's a the hard nosed kind of Chicago. He's a Chicago guy. I think everybody like that's a, a move you can make. That everybody be like, yeah, I like that for sure. Behind it, you're yeah, not gonna like cool. this. But if yeah. someone could come out of retirement, I would like Rex Ryan. Rex Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> let me let me tell you why, and it's for one one example. Rex Ryan led the Jets, the Jets, to beat the Patriots. In the playoffs. Mark Sanchez. With Mark Sanchez. <laughs> That's pretty good. I mean, I'm just I'm just saying. If he could do that, I was like, I'll give you a shot. We're talking like a two year deal, ten million dollars. Sure. Done. Yeah, I, I'd love to get Ke- like someone like Kellen Moore. Like I, I could be talked into it just because like he's actually producing without like these bona fide hall of fame players on offense. Like it's dudes. Like I don't want to touch like Byron Leftwich from like the Buccaneers. Cause like he's has Tom Brady as his quarterback, like, you know, like stuff like that. But like Kellen Moore, he's taking Dak, he's taking Zeke. He's building this offense that like scores. So like, and those are really good players, but like, they're not like almost overshadowed or carried by like Aaron Rodgers or anything. So, um, It'd be cool someone like him, but who knows? I just there's like the offensive coordinator for the Bills for a while was like wanted, but now like he sucks apparently. So like no, now we stay away from him. So like it's it's just a mess, and I, I prefer to like to wait till the end of the season and see how like how everyone finishes off the season, see how the playoff teams shake out, yeah. and then like look at those like and then decide. Yeah. Uh, so what have you done for me recently, Lee? So literally, yeah, it is. We, yeah. We gotta wait to see who yeah plays out. Um, all right, so let's get off the Bears for a second. There's a couple of uh, sports topics that I wanted to bring up. One, can we all do a con- quick congratulations to the Lions? Mm-hmm. Lions got their first win. Ooh. Lions got their first win, win. over the Big Minnesota win. Vikings. I saw Katie last night. She's from Minnesota. I looked her dead in her eyes and I said, how does it feel to lose to a zero-win team? She goes, <laughs> not good. 
And I was like, yeah, I, I could feel that. It's been a great um, time listening to talk radio yeah. in town. Oh, yeah. You, you, you were hearing it. It was so um, fun. Everyone was silent. It was just like a quiet. That, yeah. Nobody talks about the – nobody's talked about the Vikings this week. They, like, are talking about basketball and stuff and hockey. <laughs> They're not perfectly talking. for them this week, though, with the game last night. Like, yeah. short week. They got the win last night. You know, it wasn't a pretty win, but they got it. And now it's just like, okay, move on. Like, uh, you, you forget about the Lions that they even happens. You kind of think about this one. You keep going. So that they, was, bar- they barely beat – yeah, both of them, the only two teams that haven't beat the Lions. Um, and the Vikings just barely beat them. Yeah. <laughs> um. The other thing I wanted to talk about is, uh, I don't know if you knew this, but Brian Kelly is Southern now. He oh, went yeah. in front of the LSU, the LSU committee, and he gave one of the greatest speeches in my whole life. Real quick, Nick, you might know this. Where do you think uh, Brian Kelly is from? Uh, he's from either Michigan or Ohio. I forget. I think somewhere in the Midwest, Boston, he's Boston. From Boston. <laughs> yeah. So you know what they say about Boston, thick, thick foghorn leghorn Boston. style Southern accent. Sure. He, he got on this thing. He, he got up in front and the best part is like me and my family. We just love y'all. And I was just like, so I can't tell. Is it insulting? Or is it like nice what he did? He's just trying to be folksy, you know. Like you, you th- throw, you go down south, you throw a few y'alls around, and that's uh, and that's know. all you need to yeah to get into the crowd down in Louisiana. <laughs> throw, throw a few y'alls. Apparently, few it worked. I mean, the crowd was loving it. It worked exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> they easy, looked at each other and like he speaks like me. He speaks like me. <laughs> Like me and my family talk Introduce like that. to my family. Oh, that's pretty good. That's how we it's talk so in South Bend. That's what you don't realize. That's how people talk in South Bend. It's just you know adopt this southern accent for no reason. So my favorite was the Bears. The Bears. Uh, the Bears like Twitter beat reporters. They posted the GIF of like uh, that Always Sunny episode where Charlie becomes like really like becomes a genius and he's oh. like giving you he's like is that an accent like <laughs> does he have an accent right now <laughs> he starts walking around with a cane yes <laughs> oh man yeah uh brian kelly he's a chameleon i find it so funny the fact that like everyone there was eating it up but everyone else in the world was like is he is he just faking an accent? And then I like that some people were like, no, he's got ties to the South. He has like an uncle that lived in Alabama for like a month. <laughs> ties. <laughs> like, he's from Boston. So I love it. Um, all right, let's head over to the pick farm. So the pick farm presented by us. The game number one. Oh, wait, before we do anything, Nick, can you give us the, uh, the standing? Yes. Um, well, the standings are static, the same that they have been uh, the entire season. But I will say Johnny has been on a hot streak the last several weeks. He is now only one game behind me in fourth place uh, with yeah, 46 wins. I've got 47. Joe's got 54 and beer's got 57. So we're all within a pretty relative range here. And we're we're eight games under 500. We're, we have a 490 percentage uh, through not bad through week 13. That's pretty good, considering yeah. a couple weeks better ago, than the Bears. Right now. 
So what what is my exact record? Fifty and forty. Fifty four and fifty is your exact record, Joe. You're four games over. So not well done, bad. Buddy. Not well bad. Done. Well yeah. done. Uh, I'm three games back of beer. Yes, you I had are. to bounce back after that one and seven week. That was a tough. Yeah. Week. That, 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 was, oh, that was rough, yeah. Too. Uh, everybody had winning weeks last week, except for me. I was three and five. So um, I I think you got to start you, – you buy Johnny and you sell sell me right now, I think is the trend. Johnny's on the up. You know what, Nick? Nick, I will never forget your hot streak last year. I can't. I'm a rider. <laughs> I will never get off the bandwagon. All right, yeah. let's head over to game one. Game one, we got the Cowboys at the Washington football team, the current line. Cowboys minus four and a half over under 48. I'll start. I regret saying that immediately. Let's start with Johnny. <laughs> well, let's start with uh, beer and then Joe and then Nick and then me in okay. the order of whoever's in first place. So beer, what do you got? I'm just oh, going to okay. go with, I'm going to go with exactly what I wrote down the moment Johnny sent to me, even though the lines are going to change. I'm like a little terrified. They're going to change like aggressively. But it's okay. I'm going to go with Cowboys minus four and a half. I think, like, they're a better team. It's just straight up. I think Washington football team could try to keep it close, but, like, I think the Cowboys are legit. So I, I think they just separate and, and win by, like, maybe, like, a touchdown. So um, so I disagree completely. I'm going to ride with the streak. Washington football team might be the hottest football team in the NFL right now. Uh, Ron Rivera has really got these guys going. They lead the league in the last four weeks of time of possession compared to their opponents. Uh, I like them to win this game absolutely outright. Wow. But I want you to take the points at four and a half. I love the football team. Ty- Taylor Heideke. He's, he's, he's low he's key actually becoming played, electric. Yeah. He's actually played really well. <laughs> yeah. He's almost becoming electric. Nick, what do you got? Uh, Riverboat Ron, baby. They're on a streak. Yeah. Uh, you got when when it's hot, you got to press it like blackjack. And yeah, I was just looking up Taylor Heineke stats. He's thrown for twenty eight hundred yards, eighteen touchdowns, eleven picks. Got a QBR of fifty, just flat even fifty. So yeah. <laughs> um, it, that's not great, but it's it's really not that bad. It should be a lot worse. So he's he's got something going on there, which is cool to see. Johnny. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. The Washington football team has been probably the most impressive team in the last month. Just, I don't know how they turned it around. Uh, Taylor Haneke, honestly, looked like a bust at the beginning of the, of the season. Now he looks pretty legit. But now the Cowboys are healthy. They got their D-line back. They have Gallup. They have Cooper. Um, C.D. Lamb. Uh, they're the number one offense uh, in the league, number two in points scored. Um, I just think the Washington football team had a good run, but this is going to be their their humbling game. Uh, so I'm going to go Cowboys minus four and a half. Good choice. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> um, right, let's go to number two. We got Ravens versus the Browns. I'll go first because it's not cool. Good, also, Washington has a number 30 pass defense, so I just see Dak throwing all over him. Actually, no, we'll Same. keep the order. Do we lose I, Joe? Ever, we lose Joe. Did you hear? You can't hear me. There oh, is. there he is. There he is. Can you hear me? Yeah, now we can hear you. You're back. Oh, that was weird. Um, did we hear when I said game number two or no? No. 
Okay, so let's go over to game number two. Sorry about that. I don't know what happened. Uh, it's the Ravens versus the Browns. Current line, Browns minus three, over under 42 and a half. Here, who you got? Under. Just give me the under. Um, it's I've I've come around to betting the under ever since I've 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 hit some under games. I think it's Browns Ravens. It's going to be like a ten to twelve game because both teams suck. So that's it. Oh, what Lamar Jackson stinks. I'm not I'm not saying that. I'm saying the offense. Their offense got figured out. I just don't think they're they're real. Like like you were saying, but like because they just play up and down with everybody, and they're going to play down with the Browns. It's going to be a low scoring game. Under. Yeah, uh, Browns minus three. This is the easiest bet. The Ravens stink. I've been saying it all season. They're no good. As soon as you make uh, or Lamar Jackson throw the ball in the slightest, he can't throw. He has nothing. He gets lucky. I don't respect him as a football player, but I respect him as a human being. John Harbaugh stinks. The Browns stink. Give me the Browns. <laughs> I will bet against the Ravens. They are four and nine against the spread. I will always take it. They stink. Everyone puts them higher, and I don't like it. Nick, who you got? Yeah, yeah, we we, we know how you feel. Um, I <laughs> this is usually where I say I'm going to bet the Ravens and just say the opposite of everything Joe says. Uh, I like what Beer's saying though. I'm going to go with the under. Uh, I I don't trust the Browns to score like any points. I, I, I don't know what sort of team they are anymore. I thought I knew. Uh, they are not who I thought they were, though. Um, Ravens are still trying to figure things out, too. So under sounds like kind of a safe bet while well, two teams are just kind of eh. And they also they, they played in, uh, a couple weeks ago, and the score was 16-10. So, like, it, it, way below 42.5. So why would it be any different three weeks later? It's so. funny because it was the Ravens played the Browns, then the Ravens had a bye week. Now the Ravens play the Browns. No, they played the uh, they played the Steelers last week. The Ravens? Yeah, they lost. Oh, yeah, they lost. They so lost. I'm thinking but... of the Browns probably then because Browns didn't play this week. All right. Well, um... yeah, that's right. Those Browns uh, played Ravens bye week. Ravens. So. There you go. I love that. That is a fun schedule. <laughs> Run it back real fast. Uh, yeah. Johnny. Joe, that's why I do like uh, your bet. What, is it minus three right now? I had it at two and a half before. It is at minus three at the moment. Minus three. But I it's still plus like, 100. I still like that bet a lot, um, mm-hmm. especially since the Ravens are 31 in pass defense. Um, and as – much as Baker Mayfield is hurt, I still think he's gonna he's gonna be able to get something against the Ravens. Um, but still, the Ravens they're they're stuck in the mud. I mean, in the past six games, I think they've had only one game where they've scored more than twenty points. Uh, and the Browns in the last seven games, they've had only one game where they've scored more than seventeen points. So I feel really good about this uh, the under. So uh, I'm gonna ride that one. So you're going under. Yeah, I just wanted to kind of lift you up a little. That was bit. a bait feel... and switch right there. Well, no, <laughs> you should still feel good about that about that bet. I almost did the minus two and a half, um, but the under just feels very very safe. Okay, uh, let's go to game three. We got the 
Las Vegas Raiders versus Kansas City Chiefs. The current line, Chiefs, minus 9.5, over under 48. Beer, who you got? Raiders. Raiders plus uh, plus 9.5. We'll take it. I had it when it was Raiders plus 9. I just – I'm going to play the stats here. It's uh, the Chiefs don't cover. They covered last week, but statistically, let's keep playing that. <laughs> I think the Raiders will keep it closer than, than they think. So, yeah. I literally said two weeks or yeah, two weeks ago, I will not bet on the Chiefs because they do not cover. They have then turned around and covered both those games. Mm-hmm. I am now swapped. I think they cover. Chiefs, minus nine and a half. I really like it has nothing to do with the offensive side of the ball. Their defense actually seems to be really clicking, and that's what I like a lot. So I'm going to go Chiefs on this one. You know me. I hate taking high, giving high points, but I'm going to give it here. I think the, I think the Chiefs beat them by 30. No, 35. Oof. 36. <laughs> 37 final answer. It's a great spread for you, buddy. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So then they should cover easily. Yeah. yeah. I think they cover twice. <laughs> the, the, the dreaded or double you cover. Might be three times. Yeah, double maybe three times. <laughs> Damn. Uh, I'm going to go with the over. Uh, over under is 48 right now. Uh, similar to what we were just talking about, Chiefs and Raiders uh, just played uh, less than a month ago. Uh, it was 41-14, so uh, Chiefs – Definitely ran up the score. I expect the Raiders to maybe put a little bit more on them this uh, this week, but uh, should be able to hit that that over more or less by themselves. Uh, the Chiefs, I mean, so give it to me, yep. Johnny. I almost took the over, um, but the Raiders are they're cooling off. They've lost five of their last six games. Um, Darren Waller's questionable. Uh, Kenyon Drake is on IR. Uh, the Chiefs are on a five game winning streak. They're hot. They're back. They're healthy. Kelsey's Kelsey. Uh, they smoked the Raiders, uh, like you said, Nick, 41-14. Uh, so I'm going to take the Chiefs 9.5. Okay. Uh, this next game is a really important game. It is the Bills versus the Bucks. The current line, Bucks, minus four or minus 3.5, sorry. Over under 54. Beer, who you got? I got another oh, – don't overthink it. I got it under four. Under 54. And the reason – I just don't think the Bills' offense is like anything, and I think the Bucks can score 30. I just don't think the Bills can score higher than 10 at this point. Um, it's just like last week was like kind of bad, but then they played like a good game against um, against the Saints, but then they got smoked by the Colts. Like I just don't trust them. So I just think like it, it could be a high-scoring game, but it still won't cover the – it won't hit the over. And I can't trust it either way, like Bills versus Bucks. Who knows? The Bills defense could show up and like shut down Tom Brady. So I'm going to go under 54. Uh, I'm going to go with the tried and true here. Hungry dog runs faster, and the Bills might be the hungriest dog ever. Coming out after week three, they were the Super Bowl favorite champs. They are now moved all the way down to ninth. Uh, the Bills really need a win. They cannot lose because they go to the Patriots, or they just played the Patriots, now they play the Bucks, and they're going to have to play the Patriots again. They cannot afford to go 0-3, and I see them winning this game. The Bucks are due for a loss. That makes no sense. I'm going to go Bills, plus 3.5. I actually love the money line, but it's only plus 145. That math is terrible. But anyways, I'm going to take a Bills, plus 3.5. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that, Joe. Just the main reason being since week five, 
the uh, the Bills have gone win loss win loss alternating every single week. And what did they do last week? They lost. So what are they going to do this week? They're going to win. It's just simple math, baby. Don't it, math. don't make it, don't make it any harder yeah. than it needs to be. Uh, I like it. You're like beautiful minding it. You're just exactly. going to find the pattern. Exactly. Fine. <laughs> I'm sifting through all the data and the, the numbers are speaking to me. Um, yeah. And I like the three and a half. I like that little extra half point in case uh, somebody loses by a field goal. So, yeah. Johnny? I like your methodology of, uh, you know, sticking with the pattern. And that's what I have for the next game. But for this one, uh, I'm going to go with the Bucks minus three and a half. Uh, the Bills just lost uh, to the Patriots. They only threw the ball three times. Um, beer, like you said, they got blown out by Indianapolis a couple weeks ago, 41 to 15. Um, and now they're going up against a much higher powered offense, uh, with Tom Brady. Um, the Bucks are on a three game winning streak. They're at home. Gronk is back. Uh, Leonard Fournette. He's like a light version of Debo Samuel. I feel like, um, in terms of versatility, I mean, you could literally use him for anything. So I'm going to take the Bucks minus three and a half. Okay. Um, all right, let's go over to game five. We got the Giants versus the Chargers, the current line. Chargers, minus nine and a half, over under, 43. Here, who you got? I'm going to go with the over. I think Chargers can score. I don't know if the Giants can score, but I think – I don't think the Chargers are as good, like, defensively that can, like, hold back. I think the over is low, so I think I'm going to still go with, with the over. Does it worry you that the Giants are on their third screen quarterback? Not really. I think the Chargers are better too. They could even hit the oh, themselves, so, but I said Chargers, Giants. Yeah, I, I'm not not totally worried. I think the over still still in play. I think the Chargers are still like they could smoke them by forty four and like hit that. Just just hit it by themselves. So um, I'm gonna go with the Chargers minus nine and a half. Uh, the Giants being on their third string quarterback. I just don't see it happening away. Maybe at home I would think differently, but the Giants going on the road, I don't trust a third-string quarterback. I'm going to go Chargers. Chargers really need a win as well, so I'm going to go Chargers here. Justin Herbert really seems to be coming into his own. Austin Eckler, he's got to stop at that pound-for-pound strongest in the uh, NFL thing. He is really small. I don't like that Like (laughs) a, a defensive lineman who's running at him could eat him and consume him, and then play the next down. So I, I he needs to chill with that. But yeah, I got Chargers. Uh, I'm in agreement with Beer here. Uh, that over is looking mighty fine. Uh, 43 points is not very many. The Giants will probably maybe score seven of those. So you're gonna need the Chargers' offense to come out uh, a little bit. But uh, it's just so low. It just looks so good. So mm-hmm. give me that. Johnny. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. That 43 looks really low, almost too good to be true. Exactly. Um, so that's why I have to go with the over, or the under, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Mike Lennon is out with a concussion, so they're playing Jake Fromm, whoever the fuck that is. <laughs> um, they have a new head coach. I mean, it's just a disaster. It'll be a miracle if they could score a touchdown, I think. Um, the Jake Fromm? Jake from State Farm, dude. Jake from State Farm. You don't know him? <laughs> Jake Fromm yeah. from was uh, Georgia's quarterback. Yeah. Was that was the one that Georgia's quarterback that Justin Fields transferred away from because he knew he could That's right. Start. I forgot. Yeah. yeah. I forgot mm-hmm. about that. <laughs> Jesus. 
Any whom's yeah, no, I, I'm going to take the under. I mean, the Chargers are coming off a big win against Cincinnati, 42-14 uh, or something like that. Um, but it's going to be the Chargers scoring most of these points if, if, if it gets to 40. So I'll take the under. Okay, let's go to Sunday Night Football, also known as the pain zone. Bears versus Packraft. Uh, Bears plus 12 and a half over under 42 and a half. Fear who you got. Wait, what? Can you say that again? The over? What was what's the over under? 42 and a half. Give me the over. You know, we didn't hit, uh, we didn't hit it. What was it two weeks ago or something? But didn't we hit it the last week? Um, we hit it I last th- week. Yeah, I think, I think with Justin Fields back, um, you know, I think. Yeah, Justin Fields back. I think the Packers can still score thirty. Like we're going to at least score fourteen. Like it's just, it, it's a low over under. Give me the over. Like, yeah, we're going to play with these low overs. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take the Bears plus twelve and a half because I don't pet <laughs> on the Packers. So take this pick with a grain of salt. That's I all I got. Dude. I mean, this is you want an anal- analysis. I can't give you one. It's a twelve it's and a half just, now. It was at yeah, eleven a, and a half before. Yeah, it's a 12 and a half, and it's just like, I mean, I hate the Packers, love the Bears. They're going to break my soul. They're going to lose by 80, but I'll, I'll bet on them, and I'll go down swinging. That's all I got. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with the over. Uh, again, low overs, just something about them. Looks too good to be true. Um, the Packers could score 42 on their own, so I like the Bears to be able to score more than a half a point at some point. So I like that. That's a good point. Safety, yeah. two points. Still there you go. That's all that matters. Uh, return a uh, two-point conversion for a touchdown. There you go. Block a kick, something like that. So, Johnny? I'm going to go with the under here. Um... <laughs> right in everyone's face right there. I love it. No, no, not on purpose. Just, I have a lot of unders this week. Um, I mean, it's just the Packers are playing better than they – uh, better than they were at least last time we played them, uh, twenty-four to fourteen game. Their defense has gotten better, um, and there's just so much inconsistency, obviously on our side. Uh, so I just see I, I see this being like a 27-14 game. Um, so I'll take the under. Packers at home too in Lambeau. Yeah, that's yeah, a rough one. Uh, let's go to Monday Night Football. We got L.A. Rams versus the Arizona Cardinals. Current line, Cardinals, minus two and a half. Over, under, 51. Beer, who you got? All right, give me the over. Um, two good offenses. That equals over. Simple math. <laughs> <laughs> like, you want to play the over-under game and you want to be simple about it, you look, you know, does one team have a good offense? Yes. Does the other team have a good offense? If no, then you might be like, eh, I don't know. But, like, if – both teams have a bad offense, you play the under. If both teams have a good offense, you pick the over. And 51, it's pretty low over for two good offenses. Yeah, I'm right up there with you. Uh, one plus one still equals two last time I checked. That means two million touchdowns are going to be scored in this game. I would like this <laughs> to go to 80 points. So, yeah, I'm going to go Rams versus Cardinals over 51. Uh, I got the Cardinals minus two and a half. Uh, they just know how to execute. Rams have been a little shaky. Um, had some shaky games towards the latter half of the season so far. Um, Cardinals, you know, 
they beat the Bears you know, only by eleven last week, but they um, they they executed. They they made turnovers and they got it into the end zone, um, which is what you need. What what a good team does and what a good team uh, needs to do in order to win. So, um, I mean, they've just been one of the best teams all year. Johnny, Johnny, um, I mean, beer. I, I like your simple math, and it does add up for sure. It definitely tracks, um, and. I would, I think I would have definitely gone the over, but Cooper Cup and Daryl Henderson are both questionable uh, for the Rams. Um, and like Nick said, they've been shaky. And I think we said it before, um, the Rams are fraudulent. They, they seem like a playoff team. They have the record, but for whatever reason, they just don't execute. Not nearly like the Cardinals do. Um, the last game they won was against Jacksonville. Before that, they lost three straight. Um, and they were good teams, but still, if you're a playoff contender, you should at least keep it close. Um, and Cardinals are, they're all healthy. Um, and even when they weren't healthy, they still kept winning games and still have the best record in the league. So I'm going to go with the Cardinals minus three. Or is it two and a half now? Two and a, two half. And a half. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take that. Okay, let's let's head over to locks of the week here. Um. Yeah, let's let's just uh, two cards, Rams over. It's simple math. Let's just stick with it. That's my that's my lock. I mean, but that's what I have. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, simple math. Give me, give, me, give, me a, give me a second. Let me pick another one. Let's I can go. Let's go. Let's go cards cards minus two and a half. Same game but different. Uh oh. He froze. Wait. I froze? Say it again, Joe. I got cards minus two and a half. Oh man, I can't hear you now. You can't hear me? Now we oh, can no. hear you. Yeah, that was weird. I don't know what's going on. Uh I have the Cardinals minus two and a half. Okay. Cardinals minus two and a half. Nice. Oh well you pick. guys kept saying you couldn't hear me. You didn't acknowledge me for two seconds. Sorry. All right, uh Nick. Uh fuck the Packers. Bears plus twelve and a half. Love it. Love That's it. just so many points. I, they might be able to keep it close. They're not going to, but maybe. <laughs> I mean it's a lock. It's totally a lock. Johnny. Johnny. I can't hear Johnny. Are you on mute, Johnny? Yes, I am. I'm going to take the Titans minus eight and a half against the Jaguars. Um, Urban Meyer is the worst head coach. Honestly, even worse than <laughs> Matt Nagy, um, which I didn't think was possible, but they're just a hot burning pile of trash as an organization. And I just feel bad for the players at this point. <laughs> and they both need a win, but man, the Jaguars are, they're, they're the Jaguars. So, um, Oh, shit. Never mind. I don't feel good about this. I'm going to go the under against Titans-Jaguars. <laughs> Even the under, Jaguars-Titans. From lock to I don't feel good about this is a great, great transition. Um, well, Tennessee's uh, on a hot seat too, man. They got blown out by New England. They're not looking good. Yeah. They, they beat Houston the, the week before. They're, so they're riddled with the injury bug, though. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, we're going to actually skip time out, go straight to the rank because – I have been requested upstairs in a little bit. 
So let's go to the ranks. So we're going to rank the lemon-lime sodas. Nick, correct me if I'm wrong. Our choices are Sprite, Sierra Mist, 7-Up, or Fresca. That is, is that correct. correct. Yeah. Okay. I tried to pick the most ubiquitous of the lemon-lime sodas. There's a lot out there. There's a lot of like lemon sodas too and a lot of just lime sodas. I was going to say mellow yellow. Mellow yellow, yellow. That came to mind as well. I, I felt like that felt more like a Mountain Dew though. So that was yeah. good. Yeah. Exactly. That's that's what I landed on as well. So I feel like good list. the most neutral. So um, yeah. Uh, I can go first. Number four. Sierra Mist. Get it out of here. That's <laughs> That's scraping the bottom of the barrel. Get Sierra mm-hmm. Mist out of here. Done. It's not good. Like every time I open up a bottle, it's always flat. I don't respect it. Number two, Seven Up. Garbage. Garbage. Do Number yourself two. a favor, drink anything else. Number, Number two, Fresca. <laughs> no, number two. You said number two before as well. Uh, yeah, you're, number you're... two, Fresca. Uh, Fresca incredibly refreshing very good and it's a part of my favorite one of my favorite quotes of the um of caddyshack where he's like fresca you want a fresca and the guy's like no i just want money uh and then number one sprite a sprite with some ice mixing with any food pretty much in the whole world it's delicious it's super refreshing i i'm gonna admit it i think it's more refreshing than a coca-cola I think Coca-Cola tastes better, but I think Sprite is more refreshing. Hmm. Bold. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's go I don't care. So let's go Johnny? So you don't care about me. Association. Okay. <laughs> uh, so my list was created by uh, familiarity and availability. So I'm going to go number four, Fresca. I don't think – I've had it once maybe, but eh. Nothing Dude, really you, gotta, home about. you gotta try yourself a fresca, man. Yeah, Your frescas are delicious. Maybe, maybe <laughs> I haven't had it. I don't know. Number four and number three, Sierra Mist. Um, where it belongs. Yeah, I guess it, it's literally just in the middle of the pack. Nothing to write home about either. But seven up, seven up, number two, because I think it is the most uh, carbonated one, and I love, I love how carbonated it is. Uh, like Kevin says, it's like ninjas in the back of your mouth, which makes no sense to me. But uh, <laughs> um, he'll appreciate that shout out. And number one, Sprite. Also because of, uh, I think it would be just because of McDonald's. Uh, the large ice cold Sprite. So refreshing. Absolutely. Yeah. A nice fountain drink of any kind is very good. Nick, what do you got? All right, uh, number four is Sprite. Sprite, uh, this is this, this is what inspired this whole thing. Is I I was drinking a Sprite the other day, and I was like, this is fucking terrible. Um, and I had recently had one of the other ones on the list that I thought was delicious, and I was just Solid so ceramist. I was so blown away by how much worse Sprite was than what will be my number one. Did you do a side by side? I guess we'll get to it. It wasn't a side by side. It was. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll explain it when I get to my number one. Uh, number three, Seven Up. Seven Up is actually like pretty good because they they've like definitely gone into like hey we're like a mixer you know like a seven and seven yeah. or like anything like that and uh, Johnny you're right like the bubbles are a big part of that so they're kind of like 
Oh, we're like tonic water, but like with a little bit of a little bit of something in there. So they steered into the skid a little bit. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> because they're not doing anything else. Uh, number two, Fresca. Johnny, you got to get yourself Fresca. Fresca yeah, is delicious. Sounds like I need to try Fresca. Damn. No, no sugar either. No sugar in that. It blows my mind. It's so good. Uh, number one, Sierra Mist. So mm-hmm. I, it, the other thing that inspired this was I was at Costco. And at Costco, you can get uh, a foot-long hot dog and a, a, a fountain drink for like a dollar. Something ridiculous like that. It's a dollar fifty. Dollar fifty. Thank I went you. there yesterday. That's why I know. Yeah, and uh, at the the fountain drinks they have Pepsi products, and so they have Sierra Mist. And I was like, I was there recently, and I was like, eh, I guess I'll do Sierra Mist, and it was phenomenal. It complimented my hot dog so well that now all I want to do is go back and get a chicken bake and a whole bunch of other things from Costco and uh, eat it up with a nice Sierra Mist on the side. I trust Costco. I trust Costco. Exactly. Beer, bring us home. All right. Well, to counteract exactly what you said, um, Sierra Mist number four, uh, and it's and it's okay. So like maybe out of a fountain at Costco, it could be incredible, right? <laughs> last time I had Sierra Mist, I think I was like driving and like I bought a Sierra Mist out of like like a like a bottle of it, and I, like I remember I taking a couple sips and I was like, this is so bad. I didn't drink it the rest of the drive. I just left it. I'm like, I don't want Damn. it. Like it's bad. It was it was it was bad enough Damn. where I was driving. I wasn't drinking it like like on the side. Like nope. It was it was bad enough. It, it might have been just a bad one. It might have been flat. I just remember being like, "Damn, I'm disappointed." Um, it was like a <laughs> you'd rather shit, not drink anything. Than drink. <laughs> like I said, it could be really good at Costco. I have yet to try Costco Sierra Mist, and I will check in because I have to go to Costco soon. Um, oh. Not today, but. We got a blizzard, but soon. Um, number three, I'm going to have – I have Fresca number three. And the – I like – you know, I don't really like Fresca the taste as much. And, like, maybe you can, like, fade me for it. But I like it mixed with tequila. I think it tastes That's really how good. I because That's how Paloma I is – It's the grapefruit one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's used sometimes with to make Palomas. Um, you can get used squirt. You can use Fresca. I've had it both it's pretty good with either so um with tequila is pretty good and then number uh number two is we got seven up um i like i don't mind seven up but yeah like you're right it is more carbonated like now that i think about it like, yeah it is more carbonated i think that's why i like it i like the crispness um from it and then number one is sprite and it's exactly what johnny said right the you go to mcdonald's you get a sprite from there it's just like it hits different and i swear mcdonald's does something with all of their soft drinks where it hits different but that sprite is like Oh my goodness! Like it's refreshing. They, do, they made a different deal with the Coca Cola company, so they make the Sprite and the Coca Cola uh, a little sweeter, just oh a little my, bit. Oh my goodness! <laughs> That's literally why it's cheating, basically. Yeah. Oh, uh, by the way, people liked uh, last week with someone else doing the outro. So between Beer and Nick, who would like to do the outro? Beer, you got it. I'll do it next week. All right. Well. And that'll do it with uh, Beer League. Just doing this off the cuff here. Uh, go ahead and, and follow us on Instagram at Beer League Official. At, follow us on Twitter at it's at Beer League Shy on Twitter. Uh, subscribe to the podcast. Tell your friends. Tell everybody. Everybody you know about it, and tell them to subscribe. Because you know. But yeah. We'll we'll see you see you next week. All right. See you guys. <laughs>